Al, it's time for you to take the reins of the podcast because ha- you spend probably, I'm going to take a wild guess here, guess, guess here. Okay, guess. <laughs> 100, that, I mean, that's the easy part, mm-hmm. 75 hours. No. Higher or Le- lower? Less. Well, that's surprising. I know. 150 you're very close. 155. Lower. 145. Very, very close. 144. Up. 147. 146. 146. 146 hours, which is, I think, on the low end hours. for you in terms of this series of games. To be fair, I've only played through once so far. I mean, yes, that's, that's true, but also I feel like your initial playthroughs of the second game were also very long. Okay, yeah, that's true. So there's that as well. Uh, but yeah, hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello, hello. This is episode number 295. The Road to 300 continues, and we are discussing Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Mm-hmm. The third game in the series. Fourth, technically, but third. Fourth, technically. In this storyline. Yes, correct. That's that's the thing to do, to, to go with there. Uh, this yep. game came out about a month ago at this point now. July, Jesus Christ, was it July really? July 29th, 2022. Holy moly. Well, it's not almost like a, About a, a week month. less than a month, but. Yeah. That's why I said about a month ago. Okay, okay. That's fair. So at, the end, at the end of July, and you have been just neck deep in this video game for the past time since this, the game came out. <laughs> I I literally bought the digital version so I could play it as soon as it came out, um, even though I had already bought the physical version. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it, it was over as soon as I was able to unlock it. I unlocked it at like 9 p.m., yeah, that's, um, the, that's the West Coast advantage. Out. Uh-huh. And so I was just like, gremlin mode. Gib. Um, gib. Uh, I I went completely bananas playing this game and um, did some, some, some slight wrecking of my sleep schedule that I had to fix, but... Um, Not wrong. I, I started a job because I have to get paid monies to live, and it took me a little bit longer to actually complete the game <laughs> than I thought it would. into my Xenoblade time. It really did. It really did. Dang. I should just get paid to play Xenoblade all the time. I mean, that would be nice, but I don't know if that's really a thing you could do. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's marketable. But yeah, that's uh, that's the storyline of Al playing this game. I didn't play this game because, I mean, I didn't like 2 that much. And I didn't finish the remake of 1. So right. <laughs> I didn't think that would have been a, a wise financial choice to make on my part. But I'll, I'll probably play the DLC when it comes out or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. I um, think you would probably like this one better. Um, but I can't guarantee it. It's still a very long game. <laughs> it is a very long game. You are yeah. correct. Uh, but I am happy to hear some of the things you've told me about it in terms of like how they've seemed to improve things. Yeah. So that's good to hear. 
Mm-hmm. Um, let's dive into some development first before we dive into the actual game itself. Sure. Uh, according to Tetsuya Takahashi, creator of the Xenoblade Chronicles series, the key visual depicting the broken sword of the Makanis from Xenoblade Chronicles and the wounded titan of Uraya from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was first conceived between the end of development of Xenoblade Chronicles and the beginning of development of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Mm-hmm. In May 2018, Takahashi pitched Xenoblade Chronicles 3 as his new game concept to Nintendo. The first production group of Monolith Soft, known for their work on the Xenoblade Chronicles series, started development on the game in August 2018 after Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Torn of the Golden Country went gold. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was announced in February 2022 and was initially set for release in September. It was later shifted to an earlier release date of July 29th. The Can game- we talk about the fact that it was announced this year? Yeah. And nobody, oh my god, that's amazing. It was just like, all right, cool, it's coming out. It's also coming out, like, really soon. In, in a handful of months. Yeah, it was amazing. They should do that more often. Anyway, game is described. Uh, as featuring a narrative that will depict the respective futures of the for the worlds of the previous two entries, which it does. Yes. Following the announcement, a blog post on the official Nintendo website revealed preliminary details about the game's development. Takanashi was confirmed to be working on the game in an executive director position, while various other returning staff members from previous Xenoblade Chronicles games were revealed to be reprising their duties, including the composing team behind the first two entries and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 lead character designer Matsusugu Saito returning to work on the game's art alongside Xenosaga and Xenoblade Chronicles artist Koichi Mugitani. Uh, And then we have Muzik. Muzik! As with the first two Chronicles game, the game's soundtrack was written by Yasunori Mitsuda, Manami Kyoto, Ace, and Kenji Hiramatsu. They were joined by Miriam Abu Nasser, guessing that's how you pronounce it, who arranged tracks for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. In order to create a sound that had not been heard before, Monolith Soft had created custom flutes created in different sizes and tuned to different scales resembling flutes from the game. The first track Mitsuda worked on for the game was A Life Sent On, its main theme. Takahashi told Mitsuda in a in advance to interweave the two melodies of Noah and Mio into a single piece of music, and Masuda seemed to have thought that the creating the flutes would enable him to express himself easier. That's really cool. So you have that. Uh, this game has a current score on the Metacritic of an 89 out of 100, which is pretty high. It's pretty high. Uh, in Japan, when it came out, it was the best-selling game of the week, which sold 112,728 physical copies. It was also the best-selling physical game of its first week in release in the UK, where it had the biggest launch for the entire Zeno franchise in terms of copies sold. Wow. So there you have all of that. Now I'm going to I'm gonna start this off with the, the most important question that I have to ask you. Oh, no. How would this game have been improved if they had added Gotcha back in? No. <laughs> no. No. What do you mean? Everyone no. loved that feature from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. It was the most requested feature to bring back. Everyone no. was like, man, I hope they do this again. I can't wait to grind out these polls and not get what I want. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. No. No. Huge improvement to not have gotcha. They took that idea and they're like, we're going to throw this in the trash. Where it belongs. Where it belongs. Yeah, that was that was not a good that was not a good thing. Yeah. Um, I'm very very glad that that did not carry over. I don't think they they there was any world that that would have been a possibility that they could have done that again. <laughs> yeah, oof. 
Oof. Because oofa doofa, that was just a terrible idea. It really was. Oh, boy. I'm not just saying that because I'm still salty. I didn't get Cosmos. <laughs> but you're still salty. You got co- you didn't get Cosmos. Still salty. I I got to the point where I could defeat 110 level super boss in less than 30 seconds. So I could grind out cores and I still didn't get Cosmos. Yep. Yep. That's, that's how it works. Yep. So, um, huge improvement to have that feature. Feature. Um, that feature is gotta get out of here. Get out of here. That was very good. Um, which also led to the fact that um, that the character designs are also not as horrible as two, which made me very happy. Another good thing. Yeah, it was like not horrifically embarrassing to to play it. That I'm like, oh god, what are you wearing? <laughs> Why do you look like that? Like, it went back to more of the like one style which mm-hmm. i was happy with um because like yeah there are characters in this game that like they have really big boobs cool all right people in real life have really big boobs but they were not just like every single character has that and like tiny hot pants on um it was it was a huge huge improvement <laughs> so that made me happy well that is good to hear um yes the combat of these games are, you know, they've been very similar up to this point. You know, they they have kind of the same systems and everything. They have this kind of like faux MMO combat style that they've used mm-hmm. from Xenoblade 1 to Xenoblade 2 and I think also in, in X as well. Yep. Um, how did they take the ideas from all those games and like improve upon anything or like, you know, do, do new things within the combat of 3 or did they really kind of just like keep the same ideas and just refine them in just special specific ways essentially um so there are a lot of ideas from the old games that have been brought in like you still have a lot of the same like directional attacks um you still have the auto attack that happens um but in terms of like how it functions mm-hmm. it plays a lot more like torna um which is great and um I guess the the big difference that you'll find here is that um, because you have the Ouroboros modes for the characters, um, on the controller you'll have your like your move set on the right with the four buttons, and then you'll have a move set on the left with the directional buttons, um, and three of them you can do like a ZR and then hit them at the same time and it'll fuse them um, and that will level up your Ouroboros rank so you can come out with like a stronger fusion which I guess I should explain what Ouroboros is huh? Yeah that would, that would help <laughs> Okay so Ouroboros is one of the big like quote unquote gimmicks of the game and that um, the characters can fuse together and become like I don't know how to describe them. They're like very large. They're not mechs per se, but they they look more like that than they do people. Um, but so Noah and Mio fuse 
lands and Senna fuse, and then um, Tyon and uh, um, Uni fuse. And about halfway through the game, you can get a, a swap Rooney where like the second person actually takes charge. Um, so you have like with the the Noah Urbos, you have like Noah Mio where Noah is in charge, and then halfway through you can like switch it and you can make a Mio in charge. And the design of it looks different, the entire move set's different. Um, and it's more focused on what their original skill set is. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And then I guess the other, like, really big thing that's worth mentioning is that, um, you can switch classes in this. Um, so your, your, um, main characters can, they can, like, learn each other's classes, but then you can also inherit classes from heroes that you find throughout it. Um... So you can really customize how you want to play this game, which is really cool. Is that a mechanic that you think is like beneficial for the game, or is it just better to kind of just stick with the default classes throughout the most of the game? I had a lot of fun playing around with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I know that's not for everybody. Right. But um, one thing that I really liked to change up is that um, Uni and Tyon are both technically healer classes. So um, if they decide they're going to fuse and be in a robust mode, you have no healer. Um, Like, they have heals in that mode, but you don't have, like, a dedicated person that's just throwing down heals. Right. Um, So I was like, ugh! Ugh! Um, so, you know, I, I would play around with, like, putting other people as a healer or, like, have my my hero per- character that I bring in just be a healer. Um, but it was, it was cool that you can switch, like, which character you actually want to play as and what class you want them to, to actually be. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can really, um, like, change up how you're going to play it. And each class has like selectable arts. So um, if you don't want to go with the default arts, you can just find other ones. And um, I don't know. I, I enjoy it when games are like that. Yeah. I, that, I'm sure there's like, there's uh, choice. I'm sure there's already like people who have found like the, the ways that you can just super break this game in terms of like, you know, oh, this, sure. this class, this art, set is you know, like perfect for this character and so on and so forth and like you'll just blaze through everyone essentially kind of deal yeah I'm, I'm sure and one thing that is beneficial um is that all of your main characters have a very similar baseline in terms of their stats mm-hmm. so like if you want to make Lance who is your your typical like heavy tank character he's your defense like if you want to make him into a healer and like have him do like only magical stuff he's fine with that he can do it his stats don't say he can't which is great because a lot of times with those kinds of characters like no your stats are just like you can't do this you're gonna be a terrible healer he's like nope i am competent so 
Um, he's he's your your Ryan equivalent, by the way. Well, did you know that it's Ryan time? It's always Ryan time. <laughs> always Ryan time. Um, how did you feel about the soundtrack? Because we already, we got mentioned of how like they made custom flutes for this game and everything. Um, and you're a big proponent of these Xenoblade soundtracks in terms of like you know the great battle themes of them and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So like, how does that you know match up to the the other games and is it as good or is it you know does it exceed them is it you know more disappointing i think it's easily one of the best soundtracks in the entire series um and i think part of that is because they experiment so much with the flute mm -hmm. um because you're too like I mean, you really have multiple main characters, but like the two characters that they focus on the most, which are Noah and Mio, um, you know, they, they're off seers, they play flute. Um, so I think that incorporating that into the soundtrack was a really good idea. Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't hear that very often that like you have very flute driven music in games. Um, and it's really well done. Uh, that being said, you still have some great songs where it's just shredding guitars <laughs> and you are you are amped and ready to go. Yeah. Um so the soundtrack is phenomenal. Um I would love to own it. One thing that is odd about the soundtrack is that um if you decide you're gonna do a chain attack, um no matter what kind of background music you had before, doesn't matter they're going to start playing the chain attack music. So if you have like a really somber moment where it's like very serious, um, like music in the background while you're fighting a boss or something, then you hit chain attack. It's like, let's do chain attack music. It's like, oh, oh, uh, that's it. okay. It's, it's uh, a little jarring at times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the soundtrack and you know, you still get the same kind of feeling. Um, I, I think often about how amazing it was for me when I played the first game where I got to um, the, the planes pretty early on and you get the like sweeping music and it's so beautiful and you still get that kind of feeling here. And um, like I was, I was really enjoying just running around, listening to the music, deciding who I was going to murder later. It was great. The uh, the chain attack music sounds like the the similar situation we had in in Live Alive where you're like going through the <laughs> the far future stuff and you go into the the break room and you just hear the arcade music and you're just like what the uh, hmm, hmm uh, this is a little bit much yeah it's exactly like that that you're just like um th th this doesn't go here <laughs> but I guess it's here anyway so we're just gonna deal with it it was it was very strange but um and, and it is um definitely worth a, a mention that one of the things that you can do throughout the game is you can find um they call dead bodies husks um so you can find husks of um people all around the world and um you can have Noah or Mio send them, like, do the off-seeing thing. 
Uh, Final Fantasy X. Well, I did tell you that it it has multiple parents, and Final Fantasy X is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also some uh, if there are multiple bodies in, in a or husks in a spot, then they will both start playing. All of those flute tunes are just mind-blowingly beautiful. They're so well done. Um, so I wasn't even mad that like it was not skippable to do it when you're running around the... You can skip it if it's the two people doing it, which is weird. But if you're just running around doing a single husk, you can't skip it. And I was like, I'm not even mad because it's beautiful. It's so good. Owl loves the flute. You know I played flute, right? I believe I did know that. Yeah, I played flute. I wasn't very good at it, but I played flute. (laughs) Flute Master Al over here. There's a reason why I don't play flute now. (laughs) Um, Tell me about how... I'm trying to find the right word for this. Disappointing this game is when played in hand played in handheld. Oh boy. <laughs> um It's a mess in handheld mode. Like it plays okay. Like it's it's functional, but it looks like trash. Yeah. Um so I tried to do that once where I was like oh god I'm so tired but like I really want to do this thing so I'm just gonna undock it and like go lie in bed and try and finish this thing and I was looking at it I was like no I no nope I can't do it I'll just wait until the morning and then I'll finish what I'm doing which I think like two also had problems when it was undocked correct so I guess it's not a, a huge surprise that this is a similar thing that's happening here but it is still disappointing, but also, I guess, you know, this is a game that's running on a five-year-old console. Yes. That wasn't, you know, the top-of-the-notch hardware when it came out. Right. <laughs> so, it is one of those things, I think, where, like, any Switch game, you're probably going to have some diminishing returns when it's, like, a big game like this. Yeah. So not surprising but it's still disappointing and the, and i've heard like when you have the uh the switch light it's even worse oh i bet because that screen's smaller right Ooh, i don't even want to think about that yeah um like it, it definitely has some like jaggy edges sometimes in, in like the docked mode um right but overall like it's very beautiful looking game it looks really really nice um yeah just don't don't undock it (laughs) keep it on your tv yeah keep it on your tv and it's fine it's beautiful fine fine okay now i'm gonna give you the hardest thing you're gonna have to do within this episode oh no give me a brief but basic summary of the plot (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. oh god okay brief um okay so um, uh, you have, how am I going to do this brief? <laughs> the world exists in a way that, um, most of the people that you encounter have a 
potentially 10 year lifespan. Um, so they, they start out at 10 years old and then they have their quote unquote homecoming at 20 and, um, are, they go back to the queen, um, and disappear essentially. Um, so in order to maintain being alive in that, in that cycle, you have to kill other people. Um, so you have a thing called a flame clock and you have to constantly fuel that flame clock in order to survive. Um, and so that's the world that you come into and, um, you have Noah lands and uni who are part of colony nine, ha <laughs> colony nine. Um, and they, they win this giant battle destroy this other group of colony folks um there this is where you get the sense that like noah feels like something's off because he's really sad about it he doesn't like doing this at all um which is part of why he becomes the the officer um and lands and uni basically are his protectors so um they get sent on a special mission to um look at this special um airship thingy and um when they get there they run into the other forces so you have um kevis which is where noah's from and then you have um agnes um uh, which is the other country essentially um so they run into agnian folks and that's where you find um mio senna and tyon we're all fighting each other it's bad um and then this big old dude shows up and is like hello you are the ones you need to fight the true enemy um and then he drops like an egg on them and um they they get the power of ouroboros and he's like by the way Everybody's going to hate you now. Um, you should go to the city. It's it's at the base of the sword. Um, also, I'm going to die. Somebody shot me. Ow. <laughs> um, Gives you an egg in this trying time and then dies. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, it's Van Damme. Van Damme um, which... He looks almost exactly like the one in two. Almost exactly. But um, he's, a, he's a recurring feature in xeno games um but yeah he dies pretty much immediately ripperoni um but then you're also introduced to the consoles uh c-o-n-s-u-l-s not consoles um like a consulate yes and the consoles are like hey um we don't like you you should probably just die. That'd be cool. Um, and so he he um he ends up getting, I guess, attacked by by our our our, our kiddos, our Ouroboros kiddos, um, and he leaves. And so the 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 crew that we're we're with the the six folks like okay we don't like each other uh we're just gonna go home now goodbye and then when 
when our main guys that we started with, uh, Noah and um, Lands and Uni get back, everybody's like, oh, hey, you're the traitors. You should probably die now, which is not good. Um, and so they all meet up back together and like, so I guess we're all friends now because everybody else hates us. Can we so, coexist? Well, everyone wants to murder us. So yes, yes, we can. Yes, yes, we can. Um, so they, you know, raid um, Van Damme's, uh ship and get some nice clothes and um, move on, I guess. They, they're going to try and get to the, the city, which they don't know what that is, but they're going to keep going. Um, and through through all of these shenanigans, you find out that the flame clock system is basically bull****. Um, and Noah has uh, a, a special sword that you find out can cut anything, which is, whoa. Um, but he has to actually, like, unsheathe it from his sword blade thing. Um, but hey, turns out you can destroy the flame clocks with that. And you can free the colonies from the flame clock system. Yay! Um, so you do a whole lot of that um, throughout the game, and that's how you end up getting a lot of your heroes, is by freeing these colonies. Um, some of them are required by the story, but not all of them are required by the story. But when you're Al, everyone's required by the story. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and, you know, you get to get to kill a bunch of consoles along the way um it is it is uh it's quite a thing so you i'm trying to figure out how to make this brief um because a lot happens a lot happens um yeah you 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 keep trying to head towards sword that's what that's what happens um, and they run into all kinds of hurdles along the way, including the fact that, um, so all the consoles have a letter as their name, uh, and they run into a console named J, um, and they learn at one point, I think this is at Colony Lambda that you learn this. Yes, it's at Colony Lambda. Um, that J is actually Yorin, who was the he was a like a, a mage healer type character that hung out with Noah and Lands and Uni and he ended up saving Lands is alive and dying and is part of what inspired Noah to be an offseer because he's like he was smiling as he died. What does that smile mean? I need to know. I need <laughs> to understand I need to get closer to death and understand it. Um, he had a little fart as he was dying, and he was—he thought it was funny. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> um, but now Yorin is a console and wants to murder everybody. So that sucks. He's not actually dead. He's just murderous. Al, I want you to know that in your brief, <laughs> brief uh, overview of the plot, you're just now finished the second paragraph on Wikipedia. <laughs> ah! Oh no! Okay, 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 okay. Um. So, you're continuing on, you know, things happen, 
you eventually are trying to go to um, Kevis Castle, and um, y- you end up fighting some folks, which um, you have a really cool scene with this guy, um, Kamaravi, who is on fire, basically. Um, but he's like this this cool samurai guy who always wants to fight with Ethel, who is um, somebody on the Kevis side. Um, and at one point, one of the consoles is like trying to control him. And he's like, you know what? Uh-uh. I'm not one to be controlled. And he just like takes out his own eyeball so that he can't be controlled using like the flame clock system. Um, and he's like, Jesus Christ, dude. Very normal things. Very normal. He's just like, mm, no, I'm good. Thank you. Let me just tear out my eyeball. Oh. Um, you know, just, just a little... Um, so you sneak into the castle, sneak, 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 um, and Noah has this plan. He, he has a system behind it because he's been to the castle before he got some off-seeing training there. Um, and he apparently at one point messed up in the, in the tracking of the sewer system, basically. Um, and they end up in the throne room. Whoops. Um, and Melia is there. She's the queen. And she also wants you to die. Well, that's mean. Is mean. And I was very sad because I'm like, Melia, I love you. What are you doing? <laughs> um, also, this guy named In shows up. They're they're very keen on these characters with just singular letter names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks suspi- suspiciously like Noah. Hmm. Imagine that. Um, just with much longer hair. And gold armor and a mask. And, um, yeah, so you fight Melia, um, in watches, and at one point, some, some magic gets thrown at Melia, and, um, her, her mask gets knocked off, and turns out she's a robot. Cool. Yeah, so it's not actually her. Um, and so that kind of throws everybody off, like, um, what? So where's the queen? (laughs) This is not good. Um, and then at this point, the castle gets attacked. And um, these these airships that look like Van Damme's um, airship, they show up and they steal a bunch of these pods that are all around her. Oh, by the way, turns out that they're just like reincarnating people. Wait, that that was basically what I was going to say when you were talking about the J-Man. Mm-hmm. I was like, are they just like taking these people who die and just reusing them or some some sort of thing the consoles are different um but yes um so what happens at one point is that um ethel from colony four dies in the fight with kamaravi he also dies um and then when they're in the castle they see in like one of the cribs they see ethel and they're like wait a minute that's that's ethel like we saw her when she was a year one and that's what she looked like. Why is she here? Um, and so that's when they realize, like, oh, they're just literally like when somebody dies, they just use the body again and you know, keep the system going. They but, just don't but have the person any old... doesn't like have the same like they don't have memories or like Mm-mm. anything connecting them back to when they who they previously were. They're not supposed to. Right. Um, at one point, Uni ends up 
getting some memories from her past. Um, and that f***s her up for a good long while mm -hmm. because um, she sees her own husk. And she's like, um, that's, that's, that's my body. That's, that's <laughs> I'm me. I'm not supposed to see that. I'm, I'm, I'm dead right there, but I'm not dead. And then she remembers how she died and, um, it's real messed up. And, um, this is actually one part that I really appreciate because, um, um, uh, Tyon notices how rattled she gets by this like she hasn't explained to anybody and she won't explain to anybody what happened in a long time um but he notices that something's bothering her and like she's physically shaking at one point he like makes her a cup of tea and tries to like calm her down which is really nice because they're you know partners um and he when when they fuse as Ouroboros, they see each other's memories, essentially. So he, at one point, when they fuse, like, he sees what she saw, um, but still keeps it to himself until she's ready to talk about it, which is also a really cool thing. Mm -hmm. um, Tyon is kind of a little grumpy butt, um, but he's a good dude. He's a very good dude. So, uh, anyway... Um, what was I talking about? The uh the the pods are getting stolen. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um Yes. And so yeah, in 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 case you haven't figured it out, is is Noah, but it's not the same Noah. Yes, and he has a partner who's also Mio, but is not Mio. Do you find that out at that point? I think I, you I find that out later. Look, it's in the paragraph. Okay, okay. It well, is then revealed that N is Noah and his partner M is Mio. Okay, that's true. Um, but I think you but find out But the similarity about... to the player controls is yet unknown. Yes. Or to the character um, player controls is unknown. But regardless, I, that's a thing. That is a thing, yes. Um, I think that M technically comes later, but that's fine. N and M are Noah and Mio. Um, but they're also villains. So, um, they, you know, run into... Um, the lost numbers who are like, by the way, we probably should explain a whole lot of things to you. Um, why don't you come to the city? It's, you know, at the base of the sword. I hear um, humans are there. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> but not your kind of humans. Not your kind of humans. The regular um, kind. <laughs> so you're met with, uh, you meet Monica. Yes. And M Monica is Vanham's daughter. Mm-hmm. Which they're all confused because, like, what the heck is a daughter? What is that? Oh yeah, mean? I guess that would be confusing. <laughs> yeah, they're like, um, what's what? Huh? Never heard that please, before. Please help. Um, is that like some kind of rank in the army? <laughs> yeah, like they're really, really confused, and she's like, yeah. So we have a lot to explain to you, and like as they're walking through the city, it's like, why are these people wrinkly? What's <laughs> happening? Are they okay? And then you realize, like, oh, yeah, they haven't seen old people other than Van Ham. But, um, you know, they saw him for, like, maybe five minutes, and he egged them and then died. So is this a thing where, like, a section of this world is essentially under the rules of this 10-year cycle deal? And then, like, mm -hmm. the rest of the world is, like, just living normally like normal people do? <laughs> or is it kind of like an opposite thing where, like, this is the minority and the rest is the majority? 
This is the minority. Gotcha, the gotcha, ci- gotcha. The city is basically the one thing that's fighting back against the flame clock system. Nahone. And that's part of why they keep stealing the cradles is to prevent the reincarnation cycle to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, they they get led to the city. They have a lot of things explained to them. Um, they get taken to a doctor's office and get to see a baby. A baby. A baby. And... Um, like they're told, like, "Hey, give give the baby your finger," and the baby will like grip their finger, and they're just like, "Wow, this is so cool!" Uh, which leads to one of my favorite lines in the game, which is, "Who wants to know how babies are made?" And then <laughs> all of them raise their hands, like, "Please explain this to me." Um, so you know, you have um, mostly eighteen-year-olds, one nineteen-year-old who are like, "Please, please explain how babies are made." Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, which then leads to a great thing where Uni runs around in the city and is like, do you have babies? What about you? Do you have babies? Have you made babies? It's like, Uni, you, Uni, you, you, you can't just run around asking people if they made babies. Babies? Calm down, babies Uni. Around here? <laughs> where are the babies at? Um, but then, you know, they have to explain, like, what is a father and what is a mother and what is a daughter and all kinds of fun stuff that is like ah um also monica says that everybody in the city is descended from the first round of ouroboros um there are statues to the founders in the city that mm-hmm. there has been some hot debate on who they are um like within the game or within like the community of the people the who community. play okay okay um because one specifically says like oh that one has noah's chin which is important but then you have one um that it, it talks about him having like a a non-working arm and how he could be seen on the battlefield um, with his his big red sword and mm. uh, I was like mm. huh, huh. <laughs> um and when I look at the statue I'm like that looks like an older Shulk it looks like if you gave Shulk from the DLC from Definitive Edition like longer hair. And a fake arm. Right. He had a he had a red sword. Um Whoa. <laughs> but other people are like, oh, that's just Dunban. I'm like, that why would it be Dunban? Why would they have Dunban there? Oh, it'd um, be Dunban. But also like he didn't have a mechanical arm and Shulk, you know, he's he's a mechanic by trade. That's what he does. What if? He would what if? It's just Ryan. Everyone, every statue is just Ryan. I, I Ryan time, mo- baby. I want a mod where every statue is Ryan. Um, there's another one that looks more like younger Shulk. That everybody's like, yeah, that that's Shulk. I'm like, I don't know, maybe. Um, there is another statue that is a um, relatively beefy guy, um, with messy hair and um has like a salvager top on 
And people are like, oh, it's Zeke. They talk about how he doesn't have an eye. It's like, Zeke has an eye. He just can't afford his contact, so he wears the, <laughs> the, the eye patch. Um, but this character does not have an eye. They're missing an eye. But I was like, I mean, he has he has the Salvager gear. Like, hmm. I, I think it's very clearly an older Rex. How many ladies are dripping off of him? Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um None on the statue. Well, I don't. I can't be him then. Yeah, the rest are like, ah, we don't know who these people are. And then there is apparently a mysterious seventh founder who didn't want a statue dedicated to them. That was me. Sorry, um, I, I just wanted to be very mysterious and anonymous. Makes sense. It was also uh, Ryan. It, it was Ryan. Uh, no, we actually do know who it was. But anyway, um, Ryan. Time. So it's Ryan time, baby. Um, tell me about so yeah, the queens. The queens. How they are missing. Yes. They've gone well, into hiding. Um, Like I said, Melia was a robot. So I guess for clarification, it's, people kind of figured this out very early on. Yes. Who these who these two are. This is Melia yes. and Nia. Yes. And But. 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 Like I said, this one is a robot. Right. So it's obviously not her. Right. Where is she actually? It's a big mystery until the very end. Right. Um, Nia, you actually get to interact with. No, nah, Um, There is a robot version of her that you have to fight to. Okay. Um, but you do actually get to talk to Nia a lot. Um, she does a massive plot dump on you, which is great. Um, but yes, that that is... Um, they are part of the system to fight back against Mobius. Mm-hmm. The the queens are they're basically the leaders of the fight against Mobius, which is the consuls, um, and the consuls are led by a fella named Zed or Z, as the Americans would call it. <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> yeah, Zed. Zed. Um, Zed. And so, yeah. There can only be six at a time at the Ouroboros. There's this one gal named Shania who's real mad that she can be Ouroboros. Yeah, Shania Twain. Um, Man, I feel like a woman. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, So you end up having to go to Agnes Castle. And you basically have to break into prison to find Gondor. And um, you, you, you break into the prison go in through a little, little sewer again um and you're looking for gondor and at one point there's this like ornery gal who's just yelling at people and has these two big bodyguards and like hey um we're looking for gondor and she's like that's me what's up <laughs> um, hey, how's it going and they're like you're gondor we kind of expected like a big dude or something she's like nope nope it's me i'm gondor by the way i know where the queens are um, I have I have the key that I'm supposed to give to the people who are worthy. Um, so now they have to plan a prison break to get Gondor out, and also you because you don't want to be stuck in prison forever. Um, so your plan mostly works until it doesn't, and um, N and M are hanging out outside, and they're like, "Hey, um, you're breaking out, huh?" 
we we can't let that happen. That's that's not good. Um and M decides that she is going to deal with them essentially and she has a power to like take over bodies. Oh yes, the, they stole that from Naruto. Oh my god. Um I can't believe they would steal the mind swap jutsu. How dare oh they? Oh my god. How dare um, they? So it <laughs> I don't know what to say about this. Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 rips off Naruto. Oh my god. That's my um, new headline. Clickbait. <laughs> so you have to fight him while she's taking over characters' bodies, uh, which is stressful. Also, um, she like looks at Mio and like cries a little bit. And she's like, whoa, what's happening with her? Wow. Um, and they, they end up essentially getting captured and you have this really intense scene that it's an extended scene, but it is, it is really, really hard. Um, because in being the shady little f that he is, it's like, you know what? I am interested in in a show. I I want to see something fun. Are you are you excited about this? Woo! Woo! Um, so it's been said since the very beginning. Mio has three months until her homecoming. Um, so she has three months to live. That's it. And um, so in ends up putting Mio in a cell next to everybody else in a cell, and he's like. Yeah, so um, we're just going to keep you here until her homecoming, and then we're going to make you attend her homecoming and just watch her die. Fun, right? Um, so, um, Noah ends up kind of going crazy. Um, I, I liked this detail of the game that... Um, like, you can slowly see the other characters, like, giving up on getting out, but he's not ever giving up. But um, if you look at his hands throughout a lot of these scenes, like, his knuckles are just, like, blistered up and bloody and, like, the skin's all torn back because he's just been pounding against the the cell trying to get out so he can help Mio. Um, and, like, pounding on the walls and... You know, doing whatever he can, so his hands are just. F um, but I thought that was a really good touch, and it doesn't actually go away until you like have been away from the castle for a little bit. Which again is a nice touch that they actually just kept that going. Mm -hmm. um, so like there was one point when I left the castle, which this is a whole other thing I'll get into. Um, but I left the castle, and you know I ended up doing like an off seeing, and like you could see while he was playing the flute that his knuckles were all messed up. It's like, oh, that's that's actually really cool. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, they're like, man, this 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 sure does suck, right? Uh, yay! Um, Noah stops eating. It's it's a real mess. Um, and essentially, a month goes by with them in there, 
uh, it comes to the point where like it's almost the homecoming and Mio was saying like how happy she was to get to spend time with her Noah. Um, which this might have been the part where I was like crying in the club. I don't remember. Because <laughs> it was one of these scenes I was just like bawling. I was just full on crying. But then you were playing live live and the boss team started up and just like this is such a jam, but also I'm so sad. I'm bobbing my head, but I'm crying. It's <laughs> really what was happening. Um, so yeah, they um, they they take her up to the the Robonia, and they're taking her for the homecoming. And um, so Mio is like on her knees up at the front um everybody else is like tied up and looking at her mm -hmm. and um this is actually something i should mention at one point noah and mio swapped flutes um they they took like he took mio's and she took noah's um which kind of was weird because um not, not that that was weird but in gives noah his flute and was like by the way you want to do this off scene that'd be great right um and so mio like smiles back and fades away into nothing and goes and dies i guess um and then they they put noah down and they're like all right Time for decapitation. Woo! Woo! Um, and so he uh he he's he's about to do the thing. And um then Noah starts having like these visions about like other versions of himself and Mio. And um so he he keeps seeing like there's one where they they have a kid and um you know mio ends up doing the whole expiration thing after 10 years and then you know his he ends up expiring after 10 years and the kid's just like all right well my dad just disappeared in front of me and i'm like two <laughs> this sucks. what do i do <laughs> this sucks also he left me in the woods what <laughs> what happens now Help, I'm a woods baby. I'm a woods baby. I'm gonna be raised by wolves. Oh. Um But essentially what you're seeing is repeated instances where Noah is unable to save Mio. And um it kind of like shatters him. And Mr. Zed shows up as like, hey, um, what if I gave you the opportunity that you could just be with her forever? Wouldn't that be cool? And, um, and it's like, yeah, actually that would be cool. I would like that. So, um, that's the origin of N and M as Mobius. Um, but Morbius? We're morbid? Mo Mobius. <laughs> um, but then our Noah that we were playing as like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not making that decision. That that decision sucks. Um, and comes back and um he's he's still under the sword. The sword has not fallen down, he's not dead. 
Um, and turns out that M had um, like swap bodies with Mio. Um, but she had the ability to like do that time stop thing. So she stopped uh, in from killing Noah. Um, and um, then it becomes a situation where he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what's happening? Uh, Mio went away, went away. Who are you? And she's like, no, no, we, we swap bodies. I'm actually Mio. Um, you just let him die through that homecoming because we swapped bodies. Um, which makes In go completely insane because he did this whole thing to protect her and now she's gone. Mm-hmm. And even goes in this whole like rant about like being with his woman and all this stuff. It's like, whoa, buddy, you gotta, you gotta calm down. My woman. Um, yeah, and it, it, it's it's a a very good moment of voice acting, by the way. Um, so yeah, M basically was like, yeah. So I didn't like the way that N was behaving. I didn't like what he'd become. I wanted to be free of it. This was my way of being free. You know, I, I loved being with my Noah, and that's not who N is anymore. So, yeah, that's what the whole my Noah statement was, was from M. Um, so, anyway, things are bad. Um, and Noah, using some strength that he has now from Mio being okay and actually being free of the whole 10 year cycle now because she has M's body. Um, he draws his like super fancy sword and is like, all right, cool. Um, let's get out of here. That, that would, that would be cool. Right. Um, so they, they get out. Mio has M's memories like, okay, so I know where Nia is and we got to go to cloud keep. We, we got to go find Nia. Um, she's asleep there. We gotta wake her up. Time Let's to kill the chill damp. Yep. Um. So they go to Cloud Keep, and um, they end up running into um D and J. I think DJ. I know it's J. DJ. DJ. D and J. Okay. I thought that's who it was. Um. Who is how? Who they ran into at the, the very jockey. very beginning when they became Ouroboros. Um. And D D and J are real antagonistic and don't want you to wake up Nia. Um, but at one point as like they're talking and being like Yorin, what the hell dude? Like what's going on? Yorin ends up having like he 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 decides that he doesn't want to be a part of this anymore. Um he's like, what if I just kill us both? Ooh. And he does that. And he's like, all right. D, you suck. I don't want to do this anymore. Let's just both die. He didn't want um, the D. He didn't want the D. Um, so D and J are both dead. They mourn for Yorn for a little bit, but then realize like we gotta move on. We gotta we gotta wake up Nia. Um which I guess that's one thing that I missed is that Nia actually you find her and you start like opening up the bed thing that she's asleep in. She gets shot. 
Um, and that's the whole thing with D and J. Um, and everybody's like, now what do we do? Like, the queen's dead. What do we do? Um, and then you hear, like, the hardcore, like, Welsh accent start saying things. And you realize, like, all oh, right, Nia's a healer. She's fine. Um, <laughs> But then she realized, like, oh, God, there are people here. Um, Let me be fancy queen voice. Sorry about that. Everything is fine. Um, So this is where we get plot dump. Um, So you have Xenoblade Chronicles 1 world. You have Xenoblade Chronicles world. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, 2. world. <laughs> um, they were They were parallel. And then, you know, they got split at the end of two. Now they're going to come back together and blah, 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 now, everyone's going to die. Now they're going to come back together. Yes, you, you said it. So apparently you're reading a, a wiki mm-hmm. faster than I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, so essentially Nia and Melia work together and like, okay, so what if we create Origin? And Origin, origin? Can... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. No. Like, this is going to basically, like, be a way to save the worlds that, like, once once they merge, like, we can rebuild. Um, and so they, they teamworked. They, they communicated via light, I think, through the worlds so that they could build origin together um, with some work. Um, Nia explains from a... Nopon engineer, which, as you are very well aware, is uh, shoot, what's his name? He's he's Poppy's driver. What is his name? Bora. Hang on, I will click Xenoblade Chronicles two and go to that wiki. <laughs> okay. Um. So anyway, uh, Zed is like, I will take this origin for myself. Thank you very much. Hey, you're welcome. And um, I'm just going to stop everything just gonna keep it in perpetual stop mode um torah the tor that's what i said okay i got it right um so he calls it the endless now but in order to fuel the endless now you have to have the flame clocks and the killing and all that which is why the system was always like it was um what kind of busted yeah it's, it's it's very messed up um, so Nia has plot dumped us. Thank you, Nia. Thank you. Um, you end up getting a cool boat that can go through super storms. And, um, our, our good pal Riku, which by the way, genius, genius move on their part that in, in Japanese, Riku's voice actor is like the regular, like high pitched nup on voice. In the English dub, they're like, what if we just make him have this, like, deep baby-making voice? And I was like, this is brilliant. This is the greatest thing they could hey have there. possibly done. Basically, he's, he talks no like bond. that. He talks like that, and it's fantastic. It's so good. He's also the only Nopon that talks like that. How's it going? I was like, yes, thank you. Um, So anyway... um. They have a boat, and um, Gondor and Monica are supporting us, and we're going to break into Origin, and we're going to defeat the Zed. Um, and we have to free Melia, which we do. Turns out Melia is here. She is 
she is like wrapped up in origin in a weird way and they free her and she's like thank you for that i appreciate it i have a yeah, lot to do now um i'm gonna go i gotta get to work I, i'm gonna support you though trust me it'll be fine so she leaves um and shows up and is like yo um that wasn't cool why would you do that um and you have to fight him again i think and anyway it ends up becoming a a a thing where like noah and in come to an understanding and like in becomes one with noah so like m is in mio n is m noah now does that make sense sure <laughs> okay okay anyway um so zed is not actually like a person per se he's just like a manifestation um yeah, of... oh, hang on wikipedia says what does it say he is the manifestation of humanity's fear of the future and desire to stay in the now okay well that's much better way of what i was gonna say anyway um he he does this whole like locking of your ability thing and you know you you break through it with the power of friendship um and um you know the whole time he's like i'm gonna wreck your day and i'm like haha buddy i'm almost 20 levels higher than you <laughs> let's let's do it um so anyway they they uh they realize like we can't actually defeat Zed in the way that he is right now um, because there's always going to be that fear of the future. There's always going to be that fear. And so N and M like pop out of Noah and Mio and become like weird ghosty forms. And like, we can do it. We can stop them. We got this. Um, and like, they end up like, intertwining their fingers which is cute um they're such a messed up couple and like jesus christ had a, such an abusive relationship and so toxic um but anyway they end up kablooing zed so thank you appreciate that um and so yeah now we have a reactivation we have uh we have everything going into the way it was supposed to be and, um, you know, you have Noah at one point being like, oh, I don't know if we made the right decision, but it... okay, we just got to move forward. Um, so they have to they have to be separated. And um, so do you have the crew like on a cliff talking to each other? Um, you have this really nice moment where Tyon, um, he he gives uni some tea leaves and some directions on how to make like nice relaxing tea <laughs> and um she looks at him and is like how is this gonna work dude like if anything's from your world then it's just gonna disappear when i go home he's like that's why i used everything that came from your world she's like ah oh, you're you're brilliant you're my fourth best friend <laughs> and he's like wait what four four there's 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 Noah and there's lands. Why am I four? Um, and I, I saw a theory on this that I think is really cute. Um, Uni is obsessed with the number four. Um, she's she's big on collecting basically like the equivalent of four leaf clovers. Um, and she talks about 
those a whole lot mm -hmm. and how important they are to her. And so I think that it, it's actually like a significant thing to her that she's picking him as four. Um, Cause she does hint earlier on like, Hey, she might actually have some, some kind of like feeling feelings for this dude. Um, he's kind of <laughs> yeah. He's, he's kind of oblivious. Um, but he, he definitely reacts to the, to, to the fourth best friend thing. And even at one point he's like, why am I listing guys? What's happening here? Um, Senna and Lance basically talk to each other and like, all right, you better keep up with your lifting routine, buddy. You, you gotta keep doing it. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna just keep getting swole. Um, cause they, you know, they, they bonded over being meatheads basically. Um, which is adorable. It's so cute. Um, and then Noah and Mio end up smooching. Get a little, little kiss. Um, which was cute. Um, and then the worlds start splitting apart. And, um, they, they start trying, oh god, they start trying to run at each other. Um, but obviously, like, everything keeps getting further and further away. Until it becomes, like, a, a split. They can still see each other and, like, Noah and Mio are yelling at each other like I'll find you we'll meet again someday I promise we'll figure it out um so that was that was cute um you get to see Melia 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 um looking at um the Monado Rex that was from the DLC from one the definitive edition mm -hmm. um she just has that in her castle for some reason um hanging on to it and then Nia is in, in Cloudkeep and Poppy shows up and is like, hello. Um, and she looks at a picture. And I showed you this picture. We got to talk about this picture. We got to talk about this picture. Um, because there has been a, a meme that came out of it of um, Giga Chad Rex. Because he got the harem ending. <laughs> He did get the harem ending. Oh my god! Like, it's been a joke since two came out, and like you know, people played through it that Nia got like a friend zone because there was the moment where she says that she's in love with him, where she loves him, and he's like, "I love you too," and all of you guys. And it was like, oh, I don't think he understood what she meant. Oh, he understood. He understood what she meant, um, because. In this picture that you see, you know, you have all the crew, you have the fun, the fun folks all there. Um, but you have Nia with a baby. You have Hyra with a baby. You have Mithra with a baby. And then you have Rex, who just has his arms around everybody. And you're like, oh my god. Not only did Rex, like, bonk all of them, he bonked all of them, like, at the same time because they all had babies that are the same age. Rex, what are you doing? Wildin'. Um, so, yeah, it, it also made me, in retrospect, I was just like, they really did make Xenoblade 2 into, like, anime trash by doing this. Um... And, and I, I texted you, I was like, you know, on the one hand, it's cool that they're like, here's a poly relationship, and it's healthy, and everybody's happy. Um, that's good. We like that. 
But also, it's like, but this is really a harem ending, isn't it? A hundred percent. Like, oh god! So Giga Chad Rex is is a thing. Um, I was at least happy that he was an adult by that point. Yeah, but he didn't have his he, diver gear on. He didn't look dumb. I am sad that he didn't have his hot pants on. Yeah, they just gave him like make a that boy look outfit. dumb. Please make that boy look dumb. It's very a funny. Regular outfit on. Um, but. Um, Mithra and Pyra actually had normal outfits on, which was great. I was very Do you think happy he boinked them when they were merged together or separately? Well, they can't merge anymore. Maybe he found a way. Well, no, like that's part of the end too, is that they can't merge anymore. They become two separate people. Look, he did. He did this. Maybe he found a way. <laughs> <laughs> or he just bonked all three of them at separate times, but like or at the same, same time, time <laughs> because. All the babies are the same age. Um, there is a post-credit scene, but before we talk about that, um, you can go back in after you beat the game, and you can recruit Nia and Melia as heroes. Mm-hmm. And in order to like unlock their their special stuff, you have to do like a quest for them. And one of them is you run around with Nia and she like wants to go to certain places and talk to you about it. And um you know you you get a lot of context on like oh this was what this was and too and I'm like yeah I knew that thank you. Um <laughs> uh but there's a moment where you go to the founders hall which by the way should be mentioned the seventh um uh, founder is Nia. Um, because ah. she's the one, she's the one who created the first Ouroboros stone. Um, but she didn't want a statue. Would have been too obvious. <laughs> too obvious. Um, so anyway, you meet up with her at the founder statues and Mio is talking to her and, you know, she, um, they're having a conversation about like how Mia was really connected with her and how she really wanted to talk to her more and all. Um, and it is heavily implied that Mio is actually, or at least the original Mio, was Nia's daughter. Mm. So Mio would have been Rex and Nia's kid. Which would explain why they have the same hair, basically. <laughs> um, she's Gormati, but she has like the similar eye color to Rex and... Um, Nia says the whole thing, which like is is pretty stereotypical for like you know family things. Is like, oh yeah, you are this to me, and then gets interrupted. Um, but yeah, it's it's very heavily implied that the original Mio was Nia's kid, or is Nia's kid. So that's cool. Um. Also, she's a pretty broke healer and i love it <laughs> when i was doing all my like post game super boss stuff i was like nia you want to come along yeah um so post credit scene um at the very beginning of the game you get the scene where you have like 10 year old ish noah um meeting up with lands and uni and yorin and um they're gonna go see fireworks at the castle Ooh. at um at like Alchemoth Castle, whatever uh, that castle is called, um, 
where Melly is, basically. And um, so they're all doing that at the beginning, and then everything freezes, and like you see that scene. So you also see that scene post credits. Um, and I think what it's implying, and I could be wrong here, is that that freeze is the moment where like things were supposed to do the merge, but Origin took over and froze everything, mm-hmm. which would make sense. Um, but in this version of it, um, you know, they're still going to do the fireworks, but then Noah ends up hearing the flute. And walks over, no, and walks over that direction, but then he's gone. And so I'm not sure what to make of that, he's, that he's, he's gone. Dead. Well, what I'm assuming it means <laughs> he, because he went of over her, to their world or her world. Right. I'm assuming that because of her flute being there, that like that implies that they were able to reunite. Yeah. 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 Um, that's what I'm thinking. But, um, you know, the question now that a lot of people have are, is there's going to be a, a DLC story pack. Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask you about this. Like, where does this DLC take place then? Considering like, you know, outside of that, that little hint at the very, very end, like it feels like everything's kind of wrapped up pretty well in terms of the story here. But also, you know, the Xenoblade Chronicles uh, remaster had future DLC with mm-hmm. its expansion pack. So mm-hmm. Chronicles 2 had past story DLC for its expansion pass. Right. So like where would this end up? So there there are two assumptions and I'm not sure where I fall on this. Um one assumption on it is that the DLC will be about the founders. Which makes sense. About the original founding of, like, the original Ouroboros, the original city, who those statues actually are supposed to be, that kind of thing. And it brings back a bunch of characters that you'd already know, so, like, it would give you that fan service if you wanted. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So there is that theory. The other theory is, like, DLC of doing the reuniting type thing. Um, which I am, I'm a big fan of happy endings, as you were very well aware, especially when it comes to romancy stuff. Which, like, I don't think this isn't a happy ending. It's, it's, you're right, because it's heavily implied that they, they find each other again. Um, and, you know, that's part of the themes of the game is that Noah and Mio always found each other again, no matter what happened. Right. Even with N and M's like Noah and Mio always find each other um, so like I have no doubts that they were going to find each other again I don't know how it works because they're in technically separate worlds but like Origin's going to take over and blah 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 I don't know anyway um, so I feel like it would be kind of weird to go that route yeah like um, I don't think you necessarily have to be like that explicit with it like Good writing doesn't have to tell, like, spell everything out for you at times. <laughs> no, I agree. Um, like the way they end so, this seems fine. I think so. And with them talking about the fact that, um, and, and you know, they've showed that one of 
the Noahs and the cycle um, was, you know, big in the city. Um, and, you know, they talk about, oh, that guy has Noah's chin. Ah. So, like, you would have a Noah to play as in the original Ouroboros, I'm assuming. Right. Which would mean that there would be a Mio that would be able to be there. So then the rest of it would just be, how do we have this other cast fill out? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you would get to see, like, how how did this originally go down? And... Um, One thread that they left very much open is that kid. Right. Yeah. There's no explanation ever of what happens to their kid. So, like, maybe the DLC is about the kid? I've wondered that. Um, Because two reasons. One, they never touch again about that kid. Mm -hmm. Two, um, like, there's this thing that happens in the game early on where um you find out about noah's like crazy sword um that's called lucky seven and he asks riku like can i rename it and he's like hey you know whatever um and then noah doesn't want to tell anybody the name because he's he's he says he's like bad at naming things um and then when they have the kid Mio tells him like hey you should name this kid and um, then it cuts away before you can actually get him saying like this is what I'm going to name the kid so you have two instances of him having a moment of like I, I, I'm naming something important to me but you're not going to know what it is and then this kid is just inexplicably missing from the narrative after that so I feel like he has to be something relatively important. Right. But I might just be overthinking this because that's who I am as a person. It's Shulk. I don't think it's Shulk because <laughs> he, has, he has black hair. Um, Shulk just got into dyeing his hair. Did they did they ever get into like the backstory of like who Noah's parents are supposed to be? Like, Does he have like a connection to other Xenoblade characters like the same way that Mio does? Or is it that kind of just like not really touched upon it's not touched upon which is also an interesting thing um because everybody in 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 the game it's like you have noah's crew who you know you have noah who's regular human guy um you have lands who is some form of machina like he's very much descended from that. He doesn't have as much of the the machinery stuff that they had, but he has the same facial markings, um, which is interesting. And then you have um, Uni, who's Hyentia, mm-hmm. um, and then you know you have Gorbati with Mio, and um, you have um, like Senna is is. Um, a blade of some sort, but you know, she has the, the fire hair like Bridget did. Um, so like all I these other just... characters have some form of connection that you could pinpoint to. Correct. While he doesn't. Correct. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think you could, there are definitely different avenues you could go with this DLC, or maybe you just go with all of them. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, 
there there are definitely ways that you could go with some some cool stuff here if if you try yeah like it's there's enough intriguing aspects to this even though like the way the story ends it feels like they wrapped it up very well yeah i was satisfied that you could do something intriguing with this DLC, which which I have said every time that they have done a DLC thing. They do very good things with those. So, like, mm-hmm. I would expect them to do something really interesting and, you know, something that's really good with whatever this DLC is going to be. Right. So, I, I'm intrigued to see how they're going to pull that off and see what exactly what they do with it. Is there, At least now you know the story. Yeah. Is there? Did they ever give, like, a date on when that's supposed to, like drop or is it just kind of like mm-hmm. we have this story season pass and that's it <laughs> yeah we have this season pass and that's it gotcha. uh, we know that we're gonna get another hero at some point um which would make sense that's usually how it goes yeah um and i've seen which is also another way for them to kind of like have an out of like oh we're getting another hero but like that doesn't mean you're playing with the same crew that you played in in the original game right um, and, you know, one of the cool things about the heroes is that they had very different fighting styles than your, your base characters. So, like, there are ways that they can play with that. Right. So I'm looking at the, the expansion pass stuff and it has mm-hmm. dates, quote unquote, <laughs> for this. Uh, wave one's okay. already out, which yes. is a collective health, my, helpful items and color variations. Wave two is yep. supposed to hit by the end of the year. Just literally says okay. December 31st. Challenge battle mode against difficult enemies, a new hero character, and accompanying quests, new character outfits. Okay. Wave 3 by the end of April 30th, 2023. Again, challenge battle mode against difficult enemies, a new hero character, and new character outfits. And then Wave 4 is the new original story scenario due out by the end of 2023. Okay. So the new hero stuff is not connected to the story. Hmm. Interesting. So I wonder if you'll get maybe like Rex and Shulk as hero characters you could play as or something like that. Okay, I have I have because they did that thing in two, right? They did. They did. They had Fiora and and Shulk, which I don't remember if that was like canonical or not. I just remember that was was DLC. So like, if they're just adding in DLC hero characters here, like they could kind of they can kind of do things like that with it. Okay, can I hit you with my theory though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I just. So, so there's two, right? Yes. What if the two hero characters are Pyra and Mithra's kids with Rex? Yeah, I mean, you could do that, but like... Since I, you have Mio. The, the only thing I think is, is like how much are the quest actual story stuff? Or is it just if like, here's some quests that you get to do with these characters? Right. Um, so how it worked with the hero characters in the game right now is that you have an initial quest that is their like quest to recruit them and you'll have like some, some story bits there. Um, then you have to get whoever inherits that class, you have to get them to level ten with that class. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have a second story where you get more information on that character about like who they are, what they're about, what makes them tick. Um, and then that levels them up to level 20. Um, unless you're um, Izzard, in which case Izzard decides that he wants to go to a hot spring and that's like his second quest. <laughs> so 
like, okay, okay, is there good character development there, buddy? <laughs> I am going to go to a hot spring. Um. So, so there, there are two like decent story bits that you get with these characters, so you kind of know who they are. But I wonder if what as well if like they're going to be tied into like this challenge mode. Yeah, that's something that I'm I'm not sure about. Yeah. But regardless, um, I I don't think it's I I would assume they're probably not going to go something like super story heavy with those. Or Probably like, th- not. or like characters that would need that kind of story, right? And they would save that for whatever the DLC pack is. The, the DLC story is, yeah. Like the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's why I think you would probably get like Rex and Shulk. They could be like, "Oh, hello, we're Rex and Shulk." Blah 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 blah. Would you get the older versions of them though? That's the question. Or would you do that? Do both of them because they probably both played the same. Yeah, I mean, ish. But then after that, like, who would you go with? Right. So. Um. Well, I can show you. Um, I can send this to you very quickly while we are live on the air. Um, ish. We're not actually live at all. Um, we almost were. Yes, you're right. Um, I'm sending you the silhouette of the first character. And I can guarantee you that's not Shulk or Rex. Well, okay, yeah, that definitely is not Shulk or Rex. Is that, what if it's Poppy? Oh, it could be Poppy. I didn't think about that. Like, a different kind of Poppy. Well, they, do you see Poppy in the main game? Because, like, I know Nia's supposed to, like, meet up with Poppy. Um, You only see, like, I mean, at the very, very end before you see the picture, Poppy, like, her original version shows up and, right. Like, goes to hang out with Nia. And Poppy had like different versions in the game, right? Yeah, she had Pop Poppy QT and Poppy QT Pie. So it's not without uh, like outside of the realm of possibility that like she could have new forms. A new form. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I feel like it, with the way that silhouette is, it's the only character that kind of makes sense at least of someone that we would know unless it's someone just completely new, which I would just be like I I don't know. Yeah, you I don't would know. You know better than I mean, me and you're even you were like, I don't know. I don't know, um, but I, I I do know that is not Shulk or Rex. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see what that is. Yeah. Um, It'll be curious to see when they decide to like announce it. Announce that and put it out. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about Poppy. That's that's actually a good point. Hey, that's what I'm here for. Nice. I got the clear mind because um, I haven't played it. <laughs> Um, but now you know what happens. So when you go to the DLC pack, you'll be like, "All right, Al told me the story. I know what's up." <laughs> if I remember it by the time by next year rolls around, <laughs> Al was supposed to keep it very short and did not keep it very short hey, at all. We're at like an hour and a half. This is short. Wow, I'm actually impressed. I thought it was much longer than that. You did well. I thank mean, you, you still you. went long. Yes. You weren't brief. No. <laughs> but I, again, I don't know how you were. This is this is still brief compared to what it could have been. There's a lot to cover, and I cut a lot out. Yeah, you played this game for 146 hours, so that's that's sure brief did. to cut it down to under an hour in terms of talking about the story. Um, you know what's one of the most important things to take away from from this? What's that? Cinna is the girl with the gall. There you go. That's the way we wrap this up. <laughs>
There you go. But yeah, I think you you have said this. Um, just a final word. Okay. Where does this rank in terms of the other games? Do you, I think you've said that like you've re you really like this game. I really like this game. Um, it's better than two, which isn't hard. It's better than two. <laughs> I think it's better than cross. Well, we're not really counting cross here. Cross is its own different thing. Um, in terms of the story trilogy. Right. Which I know how much I've you been, like the first one. So, like, that's a hard decision to make. It is a hard decision. I've been struggling with this. And I, I've had a, a question to myself of, like, is it recency bias that I was like, yeah. oh, you know, I really, really like this one. Um, I think that this does a lot of very interesting things. Mm-hmm. Um, that one might not have been able to pull off because it was like the introduction, the introduction. Um, the problem is that it's so entwined with one and two, yeah, that like it really relies narratively on. It's kind of like how we, how do you rank the Trails of a Cold Steel games when all of those build upon each other? Right, right. It's it's the same thing, except for like. I can 100% tell you mechanically, this is the best one. Yeah. Mechanically, a thousand percent. Um, Like, it controls beautifully. It makes a lot of sense. It, it's fun to play. Um, I really enjoyed the battle system. Uh, actually, like, putting accessories on and jibs on, very easy. Um, one of the great things that they added to this, um, side note, is that you can create the gems and you only have to create the gem one time and then everybody can use it. Mm -hmm. um, which is very different from how it was with one where it's like you have to, if you want to use like strength six, you have to create every single person to have a strength six. Um, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to have to do that. And then it, it was just equivocal by everybody. I'm like, oh, oh, this is a game changer. This is brilliant. Um, so yes, mechanically it is it is far and away the best. Um I think I will I will have to like be away from it a little bit to be able to like, gauge like how I feel about it compared to one. Yeah, it's fair. But I can tell you it is right up there with one. Yeah. It is right there. Hand like, in hand. If Whoa. they are hand in hand. Um, like <laughs> if if the recency bias wears off and I still feel the way that I do, then like it might actually top one. But I have to see, right? Because one is one of my favorite games of all time. Well, we will wait and see. Yeah. Might just be one of those things um, where, like, this day of the week, it's the best one. Tomorrow, it's it's one. I mean that's that's how I am with some of the Zelda games. So yeah, yeah, it ain't a bad thing. No, it's, it's not a bad thing. But like the fact that it is right up there with one for me is is it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know it, it's it's not Rhine time in this one, so that one is a definite. <laughs> but um, look, not everything you know, can be Rhine time. Lands does want something a bit meatier, and Cinna is the girl with gall. So however. He, However, none of these 
None of these. Have anyone talking about, you know, if they think you can take me, don't forget me. <laughs> You're done. You're right. <laughs> and I think we're oh, done with this man. podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that's that's the episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the episode. Well, I'm glad you were you're able to enjoy another Xenoblade game. Yo, me too. I was, I was so happy that I liked it so much. Yeah. You, you just had to deal with me going into full gremlin mode for a little bit. Hey, that's just expected. Yeah, you you knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. My brother knew it was coming. My my brother literally left my apartment because he knew it was coming. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> He's like, uh, she's gonna go in gremlin mode on the go. couch, which is my my current bed. Um, I'm just I'm gonna go back now. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> Literally the day before it came out, or the day it did come out, because I took him to the airport and then it came out for me on Thursday night. Yeah. So, yeah, he knew what was he up. He knew what was up. Well, that's gonna do it for us this week. If you would like more from us, head on over to seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool. It's where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Jared and Now Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, a Critical Analysis of Love Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza, get access to unedited versions of the podcast early, and a whole wealth of bonus content as well. Mm-hmm. Next week, we'll talk about not Xenoblade. Not Xenoblade, nope. unfortunately. <laughs>